Good evening, good morning, or if you're watching on replay, I'm really stoked to be back. It's been a while since I've done a Facebook Live in this community. Um, there's been a good reason for it, and I had to sit down and really think, uh, go inside and really figure out how I'm going to approach this very delicate topic. Over the last 24 hours, a post has come up about in our community about the <clears throat> the V debate, the vaccine debate, uh, and it was just a post. There was no um, comment or anything like that about it, and wow, within 24 hours, there was 95 comments, 95 comments about this issue and I had about four or five people uh, do an admin request reporting the post for me to take it down. It was a really interesting moment when I saw that and I was observing it and reading the comments and it reminded me of why I haven't done a Facebook Live on social media for a long time. In fact, I decided that I wanted to refrain from doing that because the political climate now, based on what's been happening uh, in the recording of this uh, transmission, it's now the 28th of September in 2021. <clears throat> Over the last month, there have been mandates that have been imposed upon uh, the people in our province of British Columbia, Canada, and many others in our country uh, that have brought up a lot of division. <laughs> to say the least, I see in my own life there have been a couple of a couple of friends that I have had to because of a lack of you know mutual respect and a respect for boundaries and communication, I had to do the uncomfortable thing and say, um, sorry, man, I have to block you. you know it's not something that I uh like. It's not an experience I like doing, but in the world of healing trauma, in understanding ourselves, in healing our boundaries, in knowing what's our tolerable limit of how we are okay with being spoken to, uh, yet at the same time, having a, uh, an eye moving towards resilience, I had to weigh the pros and the cons with certain people, including family members and good friends. And just kind of like politics and religion in family dynamics, this discussion has had to, you know, for the, for, the, for the container of the relationship, for the good of the container of the relationship, I had to decide that I was going to not discuss certain topics with certain people. You know, it's a very rare, it's, it's, a, it's sad that we've gotten to this, all of us, as, as a species, you know what I mean? Uh, for us to unify, I mean, to expect unity on all on all um, conversations is a little bit uh, too much to ask. I guess it's a it's a tall order to ask for. Um, but it's sad that our world has gotten to this point where families are divided. Um, parents aren't speaking to children. Children aren't speaking to parents. Siblings are arguing with one another. Uh, friendships have been, you know, broken down. Um, 
families, uh, they don't invite certain people over. I mean, I, I, you know, it's happened in my family and it doesn't feel good. And it's, it's sad, isn't it? Where if, if this debate, if this whole issue of this pandemic wasn't in our faces so much causing such emotional turmoil within us that our nervous systems get so dysregulated that we start to forget our divinity. We start to see a separation between us and them. All of our traumas become activated. And that's basically what COVID has done. It's kind of like a, a reset button for the entire planet where all of our shit that we've been kind of suppressing all of our lives start to bubble to the surface and our relationships, our emotional well-being, our resiliency internally and within our relationships is, is being put to the test. So the reason why you're here having this conversation in my um, universe, whether you're watching uh, a replay on YouTube, you're, you've subscribed to my email list and you're digesting my content on social media, you're in my universe for a reason. And the cool part about this is if you don't like what you see and this content doesn't provide you anything valuable or it offends you and you're not willing to lean into the discomfort and engage in a conversation that that's more of a functional adult type of relationship because you've gotten knocked back into your wound, then I really welcome you to just one or two buttons, unsubscribe, click, ban, hide, and I am banished. This is the beauty of social media. Yeah, there's a lot of crap in there, but there's some gold. There are people that we can, teachers that we can learn from that are inspiring that instead of kind of using social media to escape from reality, using social media to numb and distract ourselves, social media can actually be used to awaken. That's my intent. My intent is to use social media, this, this platform that we have with a microphone and a, can, uh, and a camera to speak into to share a very important message. And the message that all I care about is healing, okay? This conversation that you're in, engaged in right now is about healing. And we can't talk about healing without talking about our past and our past traumas. And so how I ended up in this conversation, here I am in my uh, home office slash guest bedroom in my little two-bedroom apartment. Um, I started off as a chiropractor and <clears throat> I'm now teaching, uh, you know, I retired from a career of chiropractic and now uh, I'm involved and engaged in getting my somatic experiencing practitioner um, uh, practitioner training to further and deepen my understanding and e efficacy for helping people heal intergenerational trauma. Ever since I was a kid, I was always, you know, that black sheep. I always thought differently. There's a family system that I was a part of, but I was kind of the black sheep or what you would call the scapegoat. So in my nervous system is this experience of challenging authority. You know, the religion that I was raised in, I was a Sunday school teacher in, but there was this question mark of, do I really belong there or am I somewhere else? And breaking free from that was a little bit traumatic just for myself. And I'm sure it was just as traumatic for my parents. Guaranteed because <clears throat> he's not 
going into the same faith or religion, that's not going to be easy for them. I can imagine that must have been traumatic for them, but I'm giving you a little bit of context. And I became a chiropractor. And when I first started practice in 2002 in Maple Ridge, British Columbia, Canada, about 80% of my patients came in, you know, back pain, neck pain, headaches, 80% of them were already on Vioxx, which is a drug by Pfizer, I believe. I could be wrong. I could have brain fart, totally forget, but correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm incorrect, please, please feel free to correct me. Pfizer had the, the drug Vioxx, literally in the new patient exam of every single patient who's coming in for back pain, they were all on Vioxx. It seemed Vioxx, Bextra, all these, you know, uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. And I was really skeptical. I was like, this isn't safe. I would tell my patients, this isn't safe. And then I would get almost reprimanded by the, um, uh, there was one medical doctor who wrote me a letter and said, you can't say that to my patient because now you're practicing medicine without a license. Ah, my hands are tied. He's right. Because I'm looking at the stats. I'm looking at the results. I'm looking at what people are on and the doses they're on. And I know that in my heart that it's not safe, but I have a government restriction preventing me from telling me, telling my patient that it's not a great idea for them to, to do that. It's not a great idea to take these, these pills. <clears throat> almost got a letter from the board. I had a, a call from the, the, the board of chiropractors saying, don't talk to them about it. It's out of, you know, your league. Uh, Merck. Okay. Vioxx. Perfect. Yeah. So it's Merck, not Pfizer. Okay, great. So yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is that when I was speaking up about it, I was called a conspiracy theorist. I, uh, I, I was like, this, this, this isn't right. We should question it. I was called conspiracy theorist. I was called all sorts of names. And lo and behold, because of all of the, because of all of the deaths that were resulting from that, then uh, Merck, as Lorelei uh, has so lovely um, contributed, they voluntarily pulled off the market. Okay, great. So they pulled it off the market. And there's a lot of statistics on uh, how many are, I'm, I'm not sure, I will find the exact number there and, and drop it in, how many FDA-approved drugs are pulled off the market later on because they, they're found to be harmful. So this is the reason why I'm telling you this, the reason why I'm telling you this is just to, under, just to help you understand the context. And... Each and every year, patients would come in. Sometimes they would cancel because of the flu. And I said, I would always, we would always tell them the same thing. This was kind of like the, the philosophy that I have about health and well-being and the one that I live, live with and we would watch with our patients is that with a healthy nervous system, your body knows what to do. If you have the flu, people were like, no, I canceled. I got to cancel. I have the flu. And we would always say, come on in. If you have a cold, it's all good. That's when you need a chiropractic adjustment the most. I know if you're listening to this, it's gonna, it might trigger you because it might sound absolutely insane, especially depending on your degree of health anxiety. All right, I'm gonna get to the conversation a little bit deeper when we talk about trauma, but 
but that's how I lived. I never missed a single day in my practice because I was sick. I just have a different philosophy of what creates health and sickness. And I realize not everybody does. And there's some people that feel a sense of a greater sense of safety in more medicine. All right. And that that's cultural as well. This perception that taking something, going to a doctor, having, you know, taking something, that care that we get and it, it, it has you feel feeling safer. What I know now about the polyvagal theory, if you get the shot or you get a whatever and it makes you feel safer, that plays a huge impact on your nervous system based on the polyvagal theory is that bringing your body into a sense of safety is what creates healing. Now here's the conundrum. What you perceive to be safe is not what, what I perceive to be safe is not necessarily what you perceive to be safe. And what you perceive to be safe and unsafe is dependent on the information that you're receiving. And so the information that I'm receiving and the circles that I'm in that are a little bit skeptical of the unholy union between drug companies and the government and policy and seeing it again and again and again, there's a, there's a, a, a concerning, a significant part of the population who has felt through the medical system a sense of gaslighting, a sense of, of not feeling seen and heard, uh, of being traumatized, mental health, a lot of people with mental health issues, going to medical doctors, uh, expressing their symptoms to doctors that aren't actually trained in trauma and not trauma-informed, often creates a sense of invalidation and re-traumatization of the patient. So to give you some context, the context that I'm coming from comes from a background that isn't just jumps whenever the medical system says says how high whenever the medical system says jump and has a little bit of a mm, skeptical point of view. And I wouldn't consider myself a conspiracy theorist, although many people might say that. I mean, it's a, people love throwing labels around. That's part of the, the gaslighting of the system. I've been called that before because I was questioning you know, the status quo and going, listen, wait, what? Even though right now, with among scientists, there is no real consensus among scientists. Scientists, right? And there's a narrative that's happening. And if you if 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 the if you're not repeating that narrative immediately, you are shadow banned. You are diagnosed and labeled as a flat earther, uh, Trump supporting, capital storming conspiracy theorist, right? And so. That's becoming very concerning in the scientific community, intelligent people, PhDs, MDs, specialists, who just by asking questions and questioning the validity of certain things are becoming silenced, are not having, uh, having their views even listened to, being banned. And so now we've created this culture where 
there is a significant part of the population, I would say 25 to 30% is significant part of the population who has a different view and context of health and healing, has a different view and context of um, that unholy union between the government and drug companies and policy and who owns all of it. And just, it's not a conspiracy, it, it, you know, it's fact. And so what happens is when rollouts start happening and mandates start happening, these are the times that are most important, I believe, for all of us to be able to have a voice and to feel seen and heard. Because every single human being coming into this pandemic is coming from their own somatic experience of it. They're bringing in all of their own woundings, all of their own traumas. And so what's happening is when we have a, a significant portion of the population who are silenced, who are losing their jobs, who are being uh, mandated to have uh, medical interventions done to their body, okay, and they're hesitant because they, you know, they're not sure or they, it goes against their philosophy. Immediately, because of the narratives going on, scapegoating, because of fear, immediately we have a division and it's almost like a civil war happening. And one of the classic kind of playbook in tyrancy, in, in, with tyrants, if you look back in history, is creating this division, create using fear to mobilize populations and justify the removals of freedoms. And so as these are happening, I remember I started speaking up about it. I even put a post in, this, in our, my, my own, very own Facebook community and holy fuck, it was a concern because speaking from a place of trauma where as a, as a Baha'i growing up in Iran, which is a minority, I've had oppression in my nervous system. My family left Iran around the revolution because we saw a dictatorship coming into power, which is the Iranian Muslim regime. And my parents were like, fuck that noise. Let's get the hell out of here. And with my twin brother at the age of four, we came to Canada so that we can escape religious persecution and persecution for our beliefs and to have the freedom to not have rights taken away from us because of what we believed. Baha'is were thrown in prison for their beliefs uh, and it was for the good of society. Okay, it was for the greater good of society because Baha'is are spies for Israel. This was all the story, you know, the propaganda that was brought up. They're spies for Israel. They're harmful to, and they're unclean. They carry disease, all sorts of shit, okay, to justify Baha'is being taken out of schools, marriages not being recognized, uh, Baha'is not having an education system, so they had to literally create an underground education system that was illegal, right? So what happens with, ty with tyranny is 
the freedom fighters, the ones who are trying to live according to their values, have to pretty much do this underhandedly, right? And so this has been in my DNA. Also, I've worked with people who came from communism. One of my clients is from Romania and I was working with her and she was having anxiety and panic attacks. Well, what was going on? Well, these mandates that are happening is bringing her back to Romania and she literally is feeling the wounds of her inner child and we're working through that. I'm not saying this because to, I'm not saying this because I think that everybody, you know, because I think that it, uh, I'm not saying this because I'm trying to make you wrong for the choice that you want to make. Not at all. I fully, fully open-heartedly support whatever choice that it is that you wish that you want to make. I'm just sharing a different narrative that is valid, equally as valid as the person, which my heart goes out to, which I've worked with, clients of mine who've had COVID. I know a good friend of mine who had COVID twice. I asked him, I even asked him, I said, hey, you've had COVID right now. <clears throat> while, he was, while he was in the hospital and he was unvaccinated, I'm talking to him and I'm like, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I know this is kicking the crap out of you and my heart goes out to you. I wish you a speedy recovery, but what was going on in your life around this time that you got sick and he was burning the midnight oil. He was overloading himself. And I also have another client who also I was working with her while she was going through COVID. Same story. Her nervous system, her immune system was shot because of overworking, because of dysregulation, because of overloading, over fear, a lot of fear happening around her. And it wasn't necessarily because of COVID. It was taking on overwhelm. For him, my friend, same thing. He was overwhelmed with work. Working, you know, 20, you know, 18 hour days, five days a week, like rescuing his clients. So the way that you're responding to what's happening with the mandates has very little to do, and your opinion of the people who are on the other side of the fence have very little to do with what you're seeing right now. Everything throughout this pandemic is a past right in your, that's unresolved right in your face. In my case, when I started to see that little picture and I posted this, I think it was two months ago, three months ago of in Vancouver airport, there is a picture that says vaccinated, go in this line, unvaccinated, go in this line. I got extremely triggered by that photo because boom, it brought me back to oppression, segregation, and many, many people had that experience, that somatic experience, especially ones who for their reasons and their skepticism and their hesitancy did not feel safe putting a substance into their bodies and they just wanted to wait. Or they, did, they, they chose that they didn't want to do that for their own reasons, okay? Now, in that moment, 
my own wounding came up. 100%. I, I 100% own it. I shared that. I posted it with language that was simply about, guys, do you see where this is heading? It's actually, we're beginning, we're in the beginning phases of what the conspiracy theory, those fucking crazy ass conspiracy theory, tin foil hat wearing Alex Jones fucking flat earth motherfuckers that, that, that deserve to die and rot in hell. Can you see that what they're saying like years ago literally is starting to unfold? Does that not concern you? And like it's important that when we're starting to see things and that we're going to get to a, a state where there's a mandate – Dare I say it, as I remember saying this months ago, a couple of years ago, actually, in the beginning, I even said it. I said, eh, I'm a little bit skeptical of what I'm seeing and who's running the stories. And depending on what narrative is being spun by who, you got to look at who's to, who's to benefit from it, right? You have to. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, we are running the risk of falling right into tyranny. This is like terrible for everybody. And it's not to me, this is my this is from what I observed, we're we're walking into it and I just saying, does anybody else see it? I just want to know, does anybody else see it? Can we not be able to see both sides of the fence? That was my only plea. Apparently we can't. Apparently it is selfish to question. You are a grandmother killer who's a narcissist, childish, uh, selfish, who should take one for the team. And it's just like, whoa, all of a sudden, the very, ob the very objections that people who've had trauma, people who've been raped, <laughs> people who have been um at the effect of authoritarian parent authoritarian parents who they themselves have kind of like are extremely uncomfortable with being forced or coerced all of a sudden are now being gaslit and called all sorts of names and even if you I got a PhD in virology in biology You've written books on the topic, but you're not tied into any type of vaccine manufacturer. Boom. If you're on the wrong side of the narrative of science, even though you are a scientist who has no financial ties to any authority, you are now banned and your voice is not allowed. And then there's always a, there, then, then rights are taken away, rights of speech, rights of, you know, travel, and all of these things are taken away. And nobody's allowed to talk about it without people starting to attack one another and families dividing. Now, one of my best friends is Dr. Russell Kennedy, and we are on the other side of the fence in this, is, this debate. I got another friend named Ami who basically is a philosophy professor and he works for drug companies now. He is so pro anything medicine 
It's like, let's freaking, the more medicine, the better, uh, that he works for drug companies. He gets paid by drug companies. He's basically, in, in, in my circles, he's the fucking antichrist. He's one of my best friends. It's been a little bit strained between us, but I got nothing but love for him because we're able to have conversation and disagree and have conversation without getting insulting and doing ad hominem attacks at one another. It's very rare nowadays. So when somebody asked me to, six people have asked me to take down that post, I looked I looked and I say, I've taken down posts before when somebody's trying to, uh, you know, market their business in my house, in my community. Yeah, I'll take that down. When you start calling me out and swearing at me with lots of exclamation marks and being a Ken or a Karen, I don't have too many Kens here, but a lot of Karens, uh, then, and you're being like abusive where we're, where I'm asking for adult conversation and I'm I'm okay with you disagreeing with me. That's the thing. I'm okay with you disagreeing with me, but when you're insulting me at the same time, then it's like, all right, you, you don't have to be here. You know, you don't have to be here. You don't have to get abusive. You know, I remember there was one woman I was on and, and I talk about triggering things. That's the part, part. Trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means having really uncomfortable conversations. You know, it, it's not easy. I have, we have a one-year-old son. My wife and I, it doesn't feel good for us to sit down and talk about how this baby has now gotten into our lives and fucked with our intimacy. And both of us sometimes don't feel like we're getting our needs met. It's not a comfortable conversation. It's very triggering. But the commitment here is that we don't run away from conversations because we're triggered. We take responsibility for our triggers. We don't make the other person um, at cause for our own internal state. Now, I can tell you that what you say to me is bringing up a lot of stuff, and that's causing a lot of disruption for me, and that's it, it, it's very hurtful to me, and I'll listen. I'll check in, and I'll be like, all right, I'm going to see if what my intent was. I hear you. I can see why that would un make sense, and here was my intent because my intent is never to harm. So I looked at the post and it was a post of a woman who clearly chose that she wasn't going to take that step and have ha, have the injection. And for a lot of people, it feels like tyranny, right? It's like, you know, it's like when I went and visited my, my buddy uh, today, I went and visited a buddy of mine today for coffee. And I kind of jokingly with him, I was like, well, are your pepels? Can I see your pepels? That's kind of like the joke that we have because it kind of feels like tyranny and Gestapo and communism. And it, it feels like that. And so laughing and being playful about it is one thing with my friends. But putting that post will bring up a lot because some people can't get to the p place of, of laughter and playfulness. They're actually really deeply affected by it. And it wasn't easy for me. You know, I forgot that the, the rule was in place. And then I went in for breakfast and then I realized, oh shit, I don't have a pass. And so I had, I had to get turned away and have, you know, all of that oppression and, you know, exclusion and segregation 
and I was uh, bullied in school for, you know, being a different color, boom, all of that came up for me. That was my somatic experience of it. And I want to create a space where people who are having emotions about their experience throughout this pandemic to feel safe enough to express what that is as long as they are not cutting down somebody else. So I looked at that post and I was like, there was no personal attacks on anyone except the very liberal people in the post who were being attacking and saying, take this down at once. It's like, okay, why? Because it triggered you? Because it's racist? Oh, because it's anti-Semitic. So I looked up the tra- I looked up the translation of anti-Semitic, okay? And which, by the way, I wouldn't be saying this if I didn't check with many of my Jewish friends who were like, yeah, my mom was in the Holocaust. People, clients of mine, Jewish, my mom was in the Holocaust. And this feels very much like that. And I've spoken to many. So it, it's not a all Jews have one perspective on it. It's divided. And yes, mad love and respect to those Jews who, uh, who chose to get the vaccine who chose it and felt very offended by that comparison and, 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 and felt very hurt. I hear you. We hear you. It, it, it's, it, it must feel really horrible to, to think that we're comparing something that's there to protect the public under that context. Wow, of course, how horrible to feel. If your context, if you're assumption is that it's done to protect the public. Of course, that would feel invalidating, right? Under that guideline, yes. And here's the crazy part about life and reality and humanity. There are many levels. It's not an either or. If you are standing here painting this pandemic issue as a black and white issue, Chances are, like I would, I would urge you to look again. If you think that you have it figured out and you have the answer and you know with certainty, that's a good telltale sign that you are mistaken. How certain? The question you want to ask is, how certain are you that you ha- like that 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 you are absolutely right? And if you are a hundred percent certain, it means you're not really looking. At, at, at the facts, at all of the facts, because nobody's got it all figured out. Nobody's got it figured out. I'm now, that what's helped me be able to help people on both sides of the fence, which by the way, I'm gonna give you a little exercise. If you're ready to really, like this community is about doing the work. So you might discover, fuck this Nima guy, I'm out of here. And that's okay. I'm gonna send you a hug, fist bump, we part ways as friends, I'm okay with that. You know, I, I put on this t-shirt, just before this this call, because this was a guy who was basically like not complying with the government. He was like, fuck that. The Viet Cong never called me the N-word, except he used the, the word. I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna minimize as many triggers as possible and not say it. <laughs> Viet Cong never called me the N-word. So he ends up in in, in losing his uh you know, losing, like standing for what he believed to be right. 
many people looked at him were like, you un-American, unpatriotic piece of shit. And guess what? From their perspective and their assumptions and their context and their traumas that they were raised in, they were absolutely right. And yet, at the same time, from Muhammad Ali's context, from his history, from what he went through, from his traumas, I can look at that and go, fucking right. That's what I'm choosing, and that's fine. If you choose the other side, I got mad love for you too. Here's the thing. You don't have to agree with me in order for me to love you. That is what becoming trigger-proof and breaking the cycle of intergenerational trauma is all about, is to understand that it, this conversation isn't about this conversation. We all have a history that we're approaching this table with, right? We, we all have a history. I forget what I was even looking. Ah, anti-Semite. I'm just going to... Okay, so here's the definition. Those of you who are calling it racist and anti-Semite for that picture, I'm just going to define what that means. Just look it up and Google it. A pers uh, Anti-Semite is a person who is hostile to or prejudiced against Jewish people. Okay. A post like that isn't racist against, isn't making a commentary against Jewish people. It's saying we're feeling, we're feeling, we're feeling excluded, we're feeling ostracized and segregated in a, what appears to be a slippery slope with information and a narrative that most of us are being fed, excuse me, by companies. This isn't conspiracy theory. It's fact by company companies that are conglomerating together, <laughs> slowly, progressively removing the freedom. It's now kind of like a technocratic... It's not like a fat fascist kind of dictatorship like Nazi Germany. We've, we've advanced. It's kind of different now. It's a different era, but it's a similar feeling to certain people. And the comment and the post was brought up because somebody felt that way. Now, I agree. I can see. And what's, what's ironic is the person that, those, that view is polarizingly opposite to her daughter. And, and, and clearly, it, there's, there's, there's some disunity going on because of this, right? And so I wanted to come up with a solution. I want to come up with a solution. And I'm proposing something for you. However triggering this conversation is, you could, this could be our very last, my very last transmission that you ever see of me because you've banished yourself from my universe. Okay, that's okay with me. You know, I, it's taken me a while to get here. I had to think about it a little bit. And then I said, you know what? If you're unable to have a window of tolerance, healing trauma is about expanding our window of tolerance. And here's how it looks. You get uncomfortable. This is what we do with our clients. We teach them how to lean into the discomfort, to feel into it and take responsibility inside of us what's happening before we respond that takes practice. It's called autonomic regulation. It's a very rare skill in today's 
day and age. That's why families are fucking falling apart. That's why relationships are falling apart. And so we expand our capacity to have a window of tolerance to somebody with an opposing view. Now, somebody made a post in this community. You have a choice to make right now. For some of you, you are like, yeah, I agree. It feels the same way. Fuck, I feel validated. Thank you. That's a, your nervous system got a dopamine hit. That's what, that's the little fucked up part of our neuroscience and how the, and this isn't conspiracy theory. Just watch the social dilemma and you'll see it. Is that a conspiracy theory? No, it's not a conspiracy. It's business. I don't call it conspiracy theory. I'm just like, it's just business. You know, the, the, the company, I'm, a, I'm an entre entrepreneur. I can appreciate what they're doing. I just don't want to be at the effect of it. <laughs> I'm not falling for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not just kind of like, I'm a cycle breaker. I teach people to question the beliefs and where they came from and who, was, who, 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 who dropped them in. We are at the effect of systems, education systems, family systems, medical system. You're part of a matrix, my friend. And so if you're not aware of this, you basically can kind of like just float along the lazy river thinking you have autonomy over your life, not realizing you've just kind of been sold a narrative. And if we're not careful, George Orwell 1984 and what, you know, all the conspiracy, the crazy fucking flat earth tinfoil fuckers that don't, that deserve to rot in hell for opposing, you know, and yeah, I've, I've heard some crazy stuff, not really big into the whole pedophile thing. You know, I'm sure we can go down that rabbit hole. I'm just not, I'm just not there. To me, it's about money. <laughs> to me, Occam's razor, the most likely thing, it's about money and that's okay. Just be aware. And then choose. And then the key is, is that you have the choice. That's the, that's, that's the win here. And you can argue, but oh, what about all of those people who, you know, you know, the people who are in the hospitals are all unvaccinated. So therefore, everybody should be vaccinated. Okay, hold on. It's really unfortunate that people are dying from this. That sucks. You know, it sucks that it's even happening. And it's wise for us to look back and ask, why is it happening? And when you dig and ask, you'll see the evidence is coming out and this isn't conspiracy. It's like fact that this virus was man-made. Okay, when you look at that and you know that to be true and the evidence is coming out, as it's coming out, we see it kind of like in 9-11, the weapons of mass destruction. We're going to get Saddam Hussein because he's got the weapons of mass destruction. We're going to take away all of your rights and freedoms and liberties because we got to get Saddam Hussein because he's got weapons of mass destruction. And we're like, uh, people are like, uh, no, uh, there's no evidence here. You're making it up and justifying a war. And then it turned out, oh, we were wrong about the weapons of mass destruction. So it's fair to say that not everybody, based on what they've seen, what they've heard, and what, what, what governments have done in the past and drug companies have done, in the past, found guilty of criminal charges, like criminal, like billions of hundreds of billions of dollars in, in reparations from criminal charges from these drug companies. 
maybe not all of them have the underlying foundational context that everybody's got your best interest at heart. So we're just a little slow on the uptake of jumping on and just going just because I want to get, just because I'm allowed. I've heard people say, just so that I can travel. I'm like, oh, okay. Then, you know, this is potentially feeding into it. You know, it's it. We are a society where we can't really fully trust the the place that we're getting the information from, not to be corrupt in some way. Science is heavily funded, you know. So, ah, I don't know. That's the answer. Is that I don't know. I don't have it all figured out. I don't have that certitude, that confidence in 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 everything in, in what I what I'm saying. You know, I don't have that absolute certainty that 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 you think that you're getting. This is a very deep deep illusion of security and certainty that does not exist. That it's just an illusion. And our work is to be able to find connection with ourselves and follow our intuition. And many people with intuition, with their own traumas plus intuition, are making their decision to, has, to, to, to not do it. And you know what? My, my position is you're free to do whatever it is that you want to do and you are responsible as long as you're willing to accept the consequences. So if the person chooses not to get it, not not to get the vaccine and they happen to be in be hospitalized and they die that's very unfortunate very unfortunate and that is a choice that they are free to make the same way that you that that Americans hold on to their choice for you know even though I'm not I'm not for it myself guns ugh, like like I don't know I'm Canadian but you know what I'm not here to take away anybody's right or freedom. If that's what you want to do, okay. Just let me do what I want to do. Right? And so it's a very, very difficult conversation. And here's the thing. If you feel that you're going to be safer by taking it, I'm 100%. I I support you. 100%. Family members of mine, my buddy who who went i it was really interesting he asked me if i if i got vaccinated i said no i'm just i'm just going to wait i'm not really sure if this is right for me um you know natural immunity and my own you know my own beliefs and he said i decided to get it i said okay that's cool and he and he felt like he had to explain it to me and i was like you don't have to explain yourself to me and then he told me what happened and it was like whoa he's going through a really difficult time and he works in a company he works in a company that mandated it and in this company it's physical activity involved and he does kind of coaching and mentoring in this company and so he's going through a really difficult time at home and the company mandated it and he was like, fuck it. I don't, you know, I'm not going to do it. And he discovered that after about a week and a half of not being involved and engaged in that physical activity in the gym and leading 
the groups that he does because it was very fulfilling for him and the social engagement and interaction, his mental health started taking a decline. And so he decided, all right, he was going to go against his principles and get the vaccine so that he can, you know, just comply and get it done. Now, if you've ever been in a situation where you were sexually abused by somebody, and this is what I've heard a lot, and I've seen this happen, and I've observed this in several experiences with, with clients, where you were sexually molested when you were younger by somebody who told you it's okay, it's for your own good. Guess what happens when you reluctantly comply just so that you can get your rights back to work, to go to restaurants, to travel. There's a little piece of you that dies. And so what happened was he got the needle and all of a sudden he had a flashback trigger to when he was sexually abused. And he just, his face turned white and the doctor who was like a resident, she looked and she was like, kind of like thought he was having an adverse reaction. He's fine, by the way. Um, she turned to him and she goes, are you okay? And he goes, you don't understand. I'm not doing this because I want to, I'm not here because I want to be here. I'm here because I'm forced and coerced and this feels like abuse, right? And so I want this place to be a place where those people can have their stories feel heard and not have a bunch of fucking screaming Karens gaslight and invalidate them. How about that? How about that? <laughs> because you don't have the empathy to understand when somebody's going through something like that. This is what's happened. This mass hysteria has caused us to lose our sense of understanding for one another. And <laughs> my heart went out to him. I said, fuck, that must be really difficult to go through that. Got another call from a friend. She's an OBGYN. She came from Lebanon to come to Canada and went through 10 years of going back through medical school. She's an OBGYN. And now it's been mandated in the province of Ontario that she's going to vaccinate and she doesn't want to. And she is in her last year of residency. And she told me, she said, I'm friends with her husband. She, she told me through her husband. Her husband told me, she said, it's crazy because she said, I came from Lebanon, a Middle Eastern country to Canada. And it's here where I feel like I'm being raped, like my rights to an autonomy to my own body is being taken away from me. And I'm in Canada. And I wouldn't have that experience if I was in Lebanon. You'd expect it to happen in Lebanon, right? A lot of people are feeling this same experience of, it's like, it's like, I feel like I'm being raped. And the thing is, is that if you speak up or you question it or you say something or you share that that's not okay with you, you're gaslit and called selfish and you're just ridiculed and shamed. This is the tool of intergenerational trauma is shame, shaming, guilting. You're a horrible person, you know? Tell me if this sounds familiar to you at all. If you've had experiences growing up 
where you were like an adult child, kind of feeling like you were responsible for your parents' happiness. Does that ring a bell to you? Let me know in the comment section if that rings a bell to you. If you were one of those children who were raised as an overextender, in other words, other people's needs are more important than mine. Other people's needs are more important than yours. It's not about you. It's about others. Or you were feeling like you had to be overly responsible for the well-being of everybody. Or people pleasers. Or scapegoats. Guess what? You're experiencing that through this COVID pandemic. And if you voice your displeasure, maybe you're not even connected to it, but you're ashamed for it. And there's a general consensus of a lack of empathy for somebody who disagrees with us. And I'm going to explain why in a moment. But I want to start the conversation and have the conversation that's uncomfortable. And many of you were triggered by this and wanted that post removed. And I'm going to invite you with one click of the button to remove yourself from this community if you don't have the capacity your window of, uh, I, would, I wouldn't blame you, it means your window of tolerance at this time in your healing journey, because we're all on a healing journey, at this time, your window of tolerance is unable to tolerate an opinion that isn't exactly like yours. And that is the result of trauma. Ironically, exactly why you need to be in this community is the very reason why you probably will want to leave. And that's okay. I've learned how to release and surrender that's part of the work and set boundaries and speak your truth even though your voice shakes even though people won't like you and you'll lose people that's why i haven't done a facebook post in the last month really a facebook live i've just been talking to the people in the community and by the way people in my community are both pro and anti so how do i put it all together i'm going to explain that in a moment But what I wanted to say about this conversation was that whatever you're feeling is absolutely valid. And the point of this healing work is about learning how to connect with those parts of you that are triggered through this conversation of the pandemic and to do the work to heal that, to autonomically regulate yourself, to bring yourself to a place of understanding so that you can have understanding to the other person. That's the only thing that's gonna help us through this. It's not to just keep hooting, hollering, wailing, gnashing your teeth, stomping your feet in the sand, posting and ridiculing other people um, for disagreeing, right? And having a post that, having a post that is expressing a feeling, I get it. You know, this whole Holocaust comparison is quite triggering on both sides. I've heard both sides. I agree. I get it. So why would I consent to a post that's, why would I consent to a post and not take it down if it's causing people to get so triggered? Well, because that's why we're here. We're here to have that conversation. And unless it's a direct attack of anti-Semitism, which I'm not for, um, then, you know, then somebody's sharing how it's feeling. And I can empathize with that. I can empathize with why it would be difficult for you to read that. Because nobody wants to, because there's a cognitive dissonance here if you got the vaccine. 
Nobody wants to take that shot thinking that they're part of a global tyranny going on. Nobody wants to think that, right? And God forbid, right? Well, that's what we're all saying. The, the funny thing is we all want the same thing. We all want to be able to feel safe in our bodies. We all want, uh, uh, we, we want this pandemic to, to die. And we all have our own ideas and the science is very divided. This is the key. The science is very divided on what that's going to take to actually do it. Like, not stupid people who are uneducated either. So this community will be a community where people can share their views and we don't have to agree because this is, there is no utopia where we all agree, but we got to learn how to empathize and respect for one another. I have empathy towards people who have had COVID. My friends, I, you know, I, it's horrible. What a tragedy. And we all really would be wise to be asking, where did this come from and why? You know, and go maybe, and really go down the rabbit hole and, and study the history of why. From multiple sources, not from an echo chamber. If we are not, especially for conversations that are mandating and forcing at the threat of losing your occupation, we're wise to question the science. That's the science is not settled. It's to be questioned. That is the nature of science. It's a process, which means questioning the hypothesis, not silencing anybody who questions it. So those of you who asked me to take down that post, I would be contributing to what I'm here to break that cycle I, it, it wouldn't be congruent for me. And so if that doesn't work for you, I'm okay with that. But if you're willing to hear something different, I'm about to tell you right now. I'm going to basically sum it all up. If you're still around and you're still interested, that's great. If you've clicked off, peace out. I mean, you don't need to do an exit speech, but people do love dropping in their exit speech. If you need attention, if you need the attention, go ahead and do an exit speech. That's okay. People just do that exit speech and then rather than sitting and waiting and kind of conversing, they'll drop an exit speech, drop that hammer and then remove themselves from the group valiantly. If you need attention, please go ahead and do that. If it's abusive towards somebody, I'll probably remove it. I will remove it. If there was a couple that are kind of like mm, teetering, but I don't really have the energy to babysit. So I'm just going to come out and say it. And if you want to be part of an adult conversation that welcomes both sides and is open to both sides the, the, without invalidating the other person, then you're in the right place. If you are convinced that you're right and other people are wrong and they should burn in hell and they're about a bunch of selfish ninnies for not agreeing with you and reading the same stuff you did and watching the same news that you do, then you're not in the right place. And that's okay. Uh, I lost a client out of this and I look back and I'm like, thank God. <laughs> it was the best departure because literally the next day a dream client came in in that per person's place and you know, it, 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 it goes to show you that so many people are not speaking out and that's what happens when tyranny comes in, it's because people don't speak out. So having freedom of speech and being able to have 
adult dialogue with people that you disagree with is actually a very healthy thing. It's a sign of maturity. So if you want to stay and engage in that, I welcome you. If you can't, I have no ill will against you. There's a button or two and you're gone from, from ever having to hear this drivel again, even though outside of the, the vaccine conversation, you'd probably get some fucking gold nuggets from this stuff because I'm about to share with you how I propose that we solve this problem. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. It's about autonomic nervous system regulation. It's the only way out. Neuroscientist Andrew Huberman, check it out on the Rich Roll podcast. He's a neuroscientist at Stanford. And he, sa- and, and he asked him, because we were, they were talking about neuroscience and he asked him, he said, Rich Roll said, this has been a fucking nightmare disaster. It's divided families. How are we going to get out of this thing, this pandemic thing? And he said, he said, (laughs) this was a really interesting thing. We have within our nervous system, this inborn mechanism. They've done research back in the sixties where different parts of the brain are stimulated that bring up different emotions. And once you feel them, you can choose what emotion that you want to feel. And guess what the research discovered? What is the one, what is the emotion that people chose to feel the most? You'd think horny, you'd think gratitude. No, you're wrong. It was anger and mild frustration. Mild anger and frustration. Say what? It means that we are chemically, neuroscientifically, neurochemically, addicted we get a little dopamine hit when we feel frustration that's why you look at that com- you, you look at that post which is posted by somebody who's very frustrated which i get immediately within a 24 hours there's like a hundred plus and counting comments on that post why and then back and forth and then we check it and we get frustrated and then we answer back, fuck you. And then you answer back, fuck you. Let me show you research that says you're wrong and I'm right. And then when somebody agrees with us and likes it and, 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 and supports our view, we get a hit of dopamine. So check this out. You're getting a hit of dopamine when you're frustrated, when you're posting. That's fucked up, isn't it? It's kind of sad. And then you're getting another hit of dopamine when somebody likes it. See what's happening? Who's winning here? 
who's winning? Society isn't winning. These media companies, these social media companies, because now we are all cracked up, jacked up on dopamine. We get high off of the argument and high off of the validation, external validation, and there's an inborn mechanism with our nervous system that literally blocks out like this any view that's opposing. That's why we don't even want to see it. That's why we say, take it down, because your nervous system is hardwired to avoid things that challenge your narrative and hardwired to support to see things that are supporting of your narrative and you're hard, hard up in getting hardwired in getting frustrated. Conclusion, we're fucked. Unless, this is what Andrew, Andrew Huberman says, unless we learn to autonomically regulate our nervous systems. We learn how to self-regulate, which turns off this mechanism of fight or flight which basically, when I, when you check that, when you check that um, thread that you saw the other day, yesterday, you're now angry. Your nervous system is triggered. You're now in sympathetic fight or flight. So now you're seeing me through this lens. So I, if I have an opposing view, I'm not safe. I've lost my humanity. I am now evil. I'm out to get you, and now you're not safe. And the person in front of you right here in your lens in your field of vision is the reason it's the outside of you outside of you is what's responsible for what's happening inside of you and you must destroy the outside so that i you can feel safer inside it's a scapegoat mechanism we blame the what's inside of us outside of us for what's happening inside and we project it outward instead of looking at the projector. How to autonomically regulate is we got to do deep inner shadow work in order to get through this pandemic. This is what I teach with my community. We were on a group call and I was fucking triggered by all of this. It was happening. The mandates were happening. I was feeling oppressed. I was feeling like a fucking tyrant. I was just like all of that oppression from my past. I posted in my own community. I lost clients over it. I was, it was not comfortable. I sat down and I asked myself this question. I realized that I was in this situation and what I was seeing outside of me was a reflection of myself, even though I didn't want to admit it. What triggers me about the other side is a, a, an unconscious reflection of parts of myself. I know that might be new to some of you, but that's what becoming trigger-proof is all about. It's about not trying to eliminate our triggers, but trying to increase our capacity and window of tolerance for experiencing them so that we can autonomically regulate and soothe ourselves and then show up as functional adults in society and relationships. That's how I created a secure relationship in my in my marriage and we have conflict we have difficult conversations but we have them instead of burying them because our window of tolerance and triggers are so little so i sat down and i asked myself the question what is it that i'm judging in the other side that i'm fucking pissed off about and it turned out there was tyrant manipulative and lying that's what was coming up for me 
in what I was judging on the other side. I'm going to invite you to do that if you have the courage to do it. Shadow work is not for everyone because most people rather just blame the other, scapegoat the other, make the other person responsible. And that's, we have a society of that going on. But I, most of us want to play the victim too. I was playing the victim. I was like, why can't I go to a restaurant? So I was playing victim to that. And I realized that I was. So I had to sit down and ask myself the question, which which is part of the overview method, by the way. This is, I got this from my mentor, John Martini. I've integrated it with some of the other work that I've done. And this is what we teach our clients as they're going through divorce, as they're going through this fucking pandemic with people who disagree with them all around them, driving them insane on both sides of the fence. Yeah, it's very interesting, right? I'm helping somebody who, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Trump, but I have clients that fucking love the shit out of him and I'm helping them and I have empathy for them, you know? And I'm able to be playful with them and make fun. We make fun of each other, right? Point being, I don't, how do I get to the point where you don't have to agree with me for me to love you? That's really what, that's the only thing that's going to get us through, right? And you don't have to agree with me. My clients sure as fuck, they'll tell me, they, they're like, fuck, you trigger the shit out of me. But this shit works. That's the best compliment ever. <laughs> it's like, I hate you, Nima. I fucking hate your guts. But this work is phenomenal. And fuck, I wish you weren't such a prick. But <laughs> like, sorry, <laughs> you know, trying to be as self-expressed as I can. And I'm a work in progress. So I'm better than I was six months ago. And I'm going to be better in six months and more refined with my methodology. And so I sat down and I asked myself, where, am I a, where was I a tyrant? What part of me is a tyrant, liar, manipulative? And I look back and I'm like, wow, when I was running my practice in Maple Ridge as a chiropractor, I was basically running with, ruling with an iron fist. I was like, oof, okay. So what I'm judging in the um, invalidating, gaslighting, tyrant kind of other side was a shadow part of myself. Ouch. So then what I do, part of the methodology, is to go in and get an understanding of myself at that time. What was going on in my life at that time where I was feeling so like I, like I had to be a tyrant, like I had to control and dominate and manipulate and suppress and repress and uh, oppress other people, my, my, my workers, you know? You know, still to this day, they won't talk to me because of who I was back then. Uh, and I don't blame them. Um, and I look back and I was like, fuck, I was so scared. I was terrified. I was so insecure. And in that moment, I realized, oh, that's why the government and people are acting this way because they're terrified and they're just trying to manage their uncertainty. And they think that by getting everybody vaccinated, that's going to make them safe. They living, they're living under this illusion that the whole world, if every soul on this planet is vaccinated, then we're going to be done with this pandemic. Of course they feel that way. And in that moment, I had empathy. I had empathy. I was like, okay, it's fear. I'm not being controlled by a bunch of manipulative monsters. They're scared like most tyrants are, because I was a tyrant and I was fucking scared. Every single tyrants, every single, <laughs> every single tyranny starts with fear. 
And so I got it. So I brought that into my community and I said, guys, I just did an exercise on myself and, and I know that we're all divided in this community and I want to create a space where everybody can feel more understood. And guess what happened? We did this exercise and somebody who had this deep hatred for anti-vaxxers, she's a, a woman, and I, I had that part of the exercise of what is it that you are judging in them? They're a bunch of precious selfish kind of like, um, you know, precious, selfish, uh, uh, what is she, what is that? She used the word precious, selfish, kind of granola, hippie, um, kind of snobby, like, oh, too good for, right? And then I asked her when the part, when we said, where did you, where did you display that? Where did you display that experience? Right? Yeah. Where did you have that experience? And she's like, oh, I'm like that with sex. I said, tell me more. And she goes, sorry, I was just reading the comments here. I said, tell me more. And she goes, it was, uh, it was, uh, she said, what did she say? She said, I'm just like that with sex, with men in dating. So tell me more. She goes, well, you know, I, I, I push away. I don't want them, even though, you know, there's a good vibe there. I, I kind of play hard to get last minute. I'm like, okay, why do you do that? And as we went into the meditation, she's like, oh, because I don't want to lose control. I don't want to lose control of my body. And she's like, oh, oh, I get it. And, and I'm like, right? And she goes, yeah, you, you don't want to lose control of your rights uh, to, to, to having things put in your body. I'm like, right. And she's like, oh, okay. I get it now. I have empathy. Now, my goal isn't to change your point of view. Please understand this. I'm not here to change your point of view to, 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 to believing what I believe about this issue. That's private, that's personal, that's based on your journey, your philosophy of health, your philosophy of what's right and wrong for you. Okay, I'm just here to teach a lens, a lens about healing, a lens about understanding. And that completely shifted the dynamic in our community to those people who showed up, shifted the dynamic, the empathy, shifted and now the the autonomic nervous system which was all sympathetic nervous system like fuck you to the other side was shifted to understanding and i just looked at the community i was like i'm so proud of you guys you guys are cycle breakers you're having the con the difficult conversation you're taking ownership you're you're learning how to understand the other's side by looking at your own shadow that you're projecting on the other person. Look it up. Projection. The people you're judging on the other side that you have a deep fucking anger towards is parts of yourself. And unless we look at that and integrate that and integrate that part of us, it will be divided within us. And if it's divided within us, it will be divided without, outside of us. And that's what's happening to society. And we're fucked. I spoke with Russ about it and I said, this is my theory. And he says, you're right, but 
the 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 most pop most of the population he's a neuroscientist most of the population won't do this work they're going to be caught on the dopamine train getting their hit from being angry and hostile towards others speaking into an echo chamber of those that agree with them and turning their back on and gaslighting anybody who has an opposing view and saying that their feelings are invalid I'm proposing in this conversation a proposition for an, an answer, which is going inside first before reacting and learning how to autonomically regulate so that we can heal the divide within us. Because the conflict that I'm seeing outside of me is only a reflection of what's happening inside. So I'm very, very careful with what I pay attention to. And I used to read all of both sides and, I, and there's compelling evidence on both sides. And now what I've realized is it's not an either or anymore to me. I see both sides. I understand you is what I'm trying to say. And I understand you if you don't have a window of tolerance to understand me. I have empathy towards that as well, which I'm welcoming you here. Actually, <laughs> there's the door. You're free to leave, you know, one click of a button. You don't have to see this ugly mug again. So I just wanted to leave you with that. That's the first kind of me kind of coming out of my radio silence. I've just been focusing my energy on myself, my family, my tribe and my community on both sides of the fence and keeping my heart open and Part of that is not watching the news, not watching the mainstream media news. Every time you're watching it, just realize you're watching an advertisement. That's it. If you're watching the news, go ahead. Just realize you're watching an advertisement. It's a fact. You know, how do I know? Because I've advertised in the newspapers. I've been a sponsor. I've worked with journalists. And I'm not judging it as wrong. It's capitalism. It's about money. Okay? I'm not opposed to I'm not opposed to earning an income for valuable services that you're giving to somebody who feels inspired to fair exchange with you. Okay? But I'm careful at who's paying for this. If we don't ask those questions, then we are walking into blindly Trust, trust, trust. I trust what, the, what it says on the news. I trust what my doctor says. Mm. Why don't you look at all perspectives and be open instead of closing your mind? This community is about listening rather than silencing. Unless you're trying to be really specifically abusive towards somebody which is ironic from the liberal people. Liberal means open to all ideas. It seems like the more liberal you are, and I'm not, a, I'm not definitely wouldn't consider myself conservative. I'm conservative in certain things. I'm liberal for other things. I'm not, a, I'm not a political, I'm not a religious type of person. I've just, I'm interested in what, what, what pertains to healing. And I'm interested in challenging the systems as a scapegoat myself, going through oppression, being a chiropractor, <laughs> going, being in a minority, I'm kind of skeptical of authority. 
and I think that's healthy. And uh, that's what this conversation is about. It's not about being triggerless. It's about being trigger proof. And I wanted to leave you with a with a story just to give you some empathy. I went up the Grouse Grind, which is a, you know, it's a one kilometer. It's a, a, a took me an hour and twenty minutes. Kind of haven't been gone in a long time. You usually could do it in under an hour, but imagine an hour of like a, a nice steep climb through beautiful nature. If you've ever done the Grouse Grind, let me know. Um. I did the grouse grind with a friend who was, <clears throat> he's not a conspiracy theorist. I wouldn't consider him a conspiracy theorist, but he was anti-mask, anti-vax. Um, I didn't know that, but we went, I just just said, listen, I just, however way you feel, I've chosen not to, you know, vaccinate. If you don't feel comfortable with that, I'm giving you the option. And he was like, no, you're like that. Wow. I thought for sure you would. I'm like, no. And so it was like, wow, you know, it's kind of like, it's like, wow. You're one of us. It's, it's, it's so strange, but he's way more on the extreme. And so we went up the mountain and there's a gondola ride back and they have a, 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 they have a mandate that you have to wear a mask on that. And I was like, okay, good. I had my mask. I get on. And he goes, I have an exemption. So we were in the, in the cafeteria and he was like, I have an exemption in the cafeteria. And the guy was like, sorry, I can't, I can't serve you unless you wear a mask. He's like, okay, takes it out, puts it on. He gets his thing and goes out, but he was just a jerk about it. And I was like, look at him, I'm like, dude, just put your fucking mask on. Like, what the hell is your problem? Like, that's what I was thinking. I didn't confront him about it because, you know, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, dude, just, it's not a big deal. Just put your fucking mask on. It's a, you know, and I could see he's like one of those anti-authoritarian and whatever shit disturber and kind of like that about him. But I was noticing he was just being a little bit kind of like anti-authority and anti-mask. He was like, and so we go on the gondola and all of a sudden we go on the gondola and all of a sudden he, he, they say, sir, put your mask back on, please. And he goes, yeah, okay, I will. He puts it on for a few seconds. Then we go on the thing and then he takes it off. He t literally after five seconds, he just takes it off. And I'm like thinking, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? He's being a dick. What's going on, right? And it was a packed gondola. And the woman was like, excuse me, sir, could you please put your mask on right, right now? And he turns and says, I have an exemption. And I was like, exemption, whatever. He goes, I have a medical exemption not to do it. In my mind, I'm like, fuck. How many people, when I was a chiropractor, was like, could you give me an exemption for this? It was just a scam. And in my mind, I was thinking it, but I didn't say anything. But I turned and I said, you know, is there a part of you that's just trying to be a bit of a dick right now? Is that? And he's like, nah, not really. And so he turns and the woman picks up her thing, goes, uh, her walkie-talkie and goes, hi, uh, we have a 1018. And he turns and goes, I'm a 1018 right now. And I start listening to all of the comments of the people. And they were like, you fucking jerk. You lowlife scumbag. You piece of shit. What the fuck's that? And they were like mumbling. And he was just like standing his ground. And I was just like, it was a triggering moment because she was calling security. I'm like, what are they going to do? Kick him out? And he's like, no, it's okay. I got this. And so he was very confident. He had a conversation. Passed through. It was not a big deal. We walked away and I said, is it going to be a big deal for you to put on a mask? And then he told me, he goes, when I was younger, my father used to beat the living shit out of me when I was a kid and I was young. And he would put his hand 
over my mouth and he would push me down and, and suffocate me until I couldn't breathe, until I literally would almost pass out. And I have trauma from that. And, every, and he was dead serious. He goes, every time I put a mask on, it takes me right back there. He goes, I have PTSD. I didn't know that about him. And I looked at him. I could tell when someone's bullshitting. Some of the work that you do, you get to know people. He was dead serious. And I was like, fuck. Wow. Like, amazing. All of the comments, even my judgments of him. I was like, fuck, what a shit disturber. And I was like, wow. It really goes to show you that people are having their own experience through this pandemic. And so are you. And I'm here to validate your experience, not invalidate it. I'm, I'm, I'm open to listening. But I'm asking you if you're open to listening to an opposing view. I think it was, I'm not sure who it was, F. Scott Fitzgerald. He said, a sign of intelligence is somebody who can hold an opposing viewpoint at the same time. Let me find the quote. <laughs> the quote is really important. Uh, Fitz. Gerald, quote about intelligence. He says, the test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas in the mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. Let me say that again. The test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas in the mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. My dear friend, it seems that that skill has been lost today. This community is all about that quote, to be able to hold opposing ideas and still retain the ability for dialogue as a functional adult. I get if that's going to be difficult for you, but this conversation in this community is about expanding your window of tolerance for it. If your window of tolerance isn't there to be able to dialogue and share your opinions with people who have opposing views, then you're not in the right place. And there's one or two clicks to walk out of that proverbial door where you don't have to be part of the conversation again. The goal of this transmission was to share with you the context of where, why I'm here, how I'm here. If you want to go back and rewatch it, I do encourage you or re-listen. And I'm okay if you don't agree with me. I've, I haven't been adding really valuable content, which would be life-changing for many of you, even if you disagree with me, because I've been afraid of what you've been, what you would think of me. And I would be afraid of losing followers or members of this community. And then I realized I don't want you here if you're not able to hold an opposing view without losing your ability to function. Or if there, if that's where, if that's how you are right now, I encourage you to find a community where you can expand your capacity to hold an opposing view and still be able to have love. That's what today, that's what this conversation was about. Thank you for sticking around. If you did, let me know what came up for you. 
and um, let me know what questions you have. I can go back now that the silence has been broken. The people who need to leave can leave and then I'm